This is Hope University, and I hope you are listening. We're your hosts. I'm Matthew Wood. I'm Ed Grosvenor. With the Ginger Twin. The GNT. We've studied apologetics for quite some time, and we want to share it with you. Grab yourself a slice of lime, and let's stave off some intellectual scurvy with a loud blast of reason. <laughs> I went for it then. Yeah, yeah, I've hurt my neck. That, <laughs> I really, I really, I was really lunging it forward. Probably that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, song has yeah. got way too much impact. Do you know where I've got that from? I've got that from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Do you know what? No one will understand that. We're aiming this at 18 year olds. Yeah, they're not going to get that. Prince, they need to learn. Yeah, they need to learn. They need to learn that they, uh, a couple of guys were up to no good and they make some trouble in the neighbourhood and they got one little fight and mum got scared. And uh, what'd she say? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 moving with your auntie and uncle. Oh, Bel-Air. Bel-Air. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there there it is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, you're tuning in, you're listening, I'm glad you are listening. This is a podcast for apologetics. What is apologetics? This is the defence of the faith. Christendom is under attack, and it's my fault, it's your fault, it's everybody's fault. The reason it's under attack is because nobody offends it. Right? That's true, it's very true. There recently there have been more people defending this than ever, but basically nobody's bothering defending the faith. You see, the Christian faith, unlike any other faith, has a robust, strong defence, like the foundation of the Western world, and we've just dropped the ball. We've just stopped caring. So let me give you some reasons. Number one, First Peter 3.15, Ed. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Good advice. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Oh yeah, that's right. Ed is on the soundboard. Yes, I am. Uh, hopefully you'll be a good addition here. Well, I want to talk about what the point of apologetics is. People say, well, I've got my relationship with God. I don't need to explain to people why that is. In Luke ten twenty-seven, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Love your neighbour as yourself. You see... We love your God, but your mind is pretty much where people stop trying. They're like, well, you know, I've done it with heart, done it with soul. I don't really have to think about this. Uh, God said it's true, and he says it. That settles it. This is pretty much the reason for the demise in the West. So I want to talk about some of the reasons why defending the faith is important. So number one, shaping culture. So the culture around us is fiercely secular. They're trying to get you to not think religiously about uh, anything. In fact, when I say secular... Ed, what do I mean? Well, Matthew, secular means not connected with religious or spiritual matters. What you said, that was weird. What? You just put a weird voice on. No, I didn't. Okay, right, well, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. But, I mean, you said that weird. No, I didn't. Yeah, a little bit of a weird voice. What are you talking about? What, do I get British? Did I? You got a little I get British when I spell. Yeah, you probably got British. I get real British when I go English. <laughs> okay, so, shaping culture. So, uh, we've got a little quote here from Reasonable Faith. Why shaping culture can affect Ed. Okay, so just before I talk about this, I want to preface this by talking about sort of the education system. Many of you know me, know I've got a, a background in education and teaching and things like this. And this is something that's, that's very um, close to my heart. Um, and basically what he says is, in high school and college, Christian teenagers are intellectually assaulted with every manner of non-Christian worldview coupled with an overwhelming relativism. If parents are not intellectually engaged with their faith and do not have sound arguments for Christian theism and good answers to their children's questions, then we are in real danger of losing our youth. It's no longer enough to teach our children Bible stories. They need doctrine and apologetics. Frankly, I find it hard to understand how people today can risk parenthood without having studied apologetics. 
Unfortunately, our churches have largely dropped the ball in this area. It's insufficient for youth groups and Sunday school classes to focus on entertainment and simpering devotional thoughts. We've got to train our kids for war. We dare not send them out to public high school and university armed with rubber swords and plastic armor. The time for playing games is past. Before you go on, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, mate. There you go. Um, but that's a little difficult to understand, I think. So, I mean, I've had, I read it and I had trouble, mm. if I'm being honest. I yeah, yeah I'm a bit confused. Simplified. So, let me, yeah, okay, yeah, let me give you an, an, something that I think is comparable. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Our Girl? Uh, our girl, no, no, don't know what it is. Don't know what you mean. No, no, the, the TV show, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't got a TV license. All oh, right, cool. Yeah, 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 my bad. Okay, oh, sorry. So anyway, so this, this basically, there's, um, it's, it's about Michelle Keegan, right? Who's, um, mm-hmm. the, the, she used to be the barmaid in the Rover's Return on uh, Corrie. You remember Corrie, yeah? It's not. It's just a bad start, Corey. God. Oh yeah, I've got a TV license. Yeah, of course. Um, no TV license. Yeah, no, I forgot about that. Um, you literally just said it. Well, anyway, she was on that, and uh, she's like what, like four foot three max. <laughs> she's a little girl, a bless her. And uh, but anyway, but in the <laughs> show, no, 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 it's it's relevant. It's relevant. So in the show, she's frontline infantry. Yeah, it's a big show, honestly. A four foot three woman is in frontline infantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me out. So it's really. Yeah, bear life. with, bear with, bear with. Um, so. Anyway, so she was obviously struggling with just like the environment in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much like in the story, kids are in, in their schools and environments, yeah. So anyway, so all right, so the comparison would be not only is she already struggling with the environment, they then send her into war with a nerf gun. Okay. Is that comparable? That's Dr. Fair. Dr. William Lynn Craig in his book, in one of his major works, Reasonable Faith, on theology, um, talks about the problem that children have in school, and you've your comparison is some bint from Coronation Street on the front lines, some too big actor on the front lines with a Nerf gun. I mean, I'm upset because she's not too big. She is a natural treasure. She's, but she's a treasure getting ripped apart by shrapnel and guns in the front of the thing. No, 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 she likes it. She, 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 she's great. She had a great time. Trust me. She, she, just listen to this. <laughs> what does it feel like? It's amazing. Bosh. But I mean, that was out of, is that out of context. I, 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 bosh. But, so that's it, that's case closed, is it? Yep. That's the end of that, I'm going to rebuttal, let's strike that off my list. No, that's fine. Okay, right, so Michelle Keegan's in. Great, okay, yeah, I don't, yeah, oh, great, okay. Bosh. Great, <laughs> so shaping, shaping culture, culture. In education, you've got the problem that kids are being secularised uh, and they drop their faith. In fact, the amount of people losing their faith when they get to beyond the college age is 70%. I've got that number from Lifeway Research. Lifeway Research oh, data show... Oh, no. It's 70%. Yeah, see, it's terrible, oh, isn't it? That many people nightmare. jumping there. Yeah, see, they're, they're, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? I said 70%. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah 70, you just saying, you just exclaiming you're upset. But 70%. No, 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 I'm upset because, if a look at this, look, Liverpool have gone second... They're only behind Arsenal goal difference. You on your phone? I'm talking about I'm talking about the youth dropping out. Seventy percent. You're the youth leader. You're literally the youth What's leader. What's this? Seventy percent of what? Seventy percent of young adults drop out of church. No. When they yeah. That's yeah. awful, isn't it? Yeah. I'm glad the Liverpool oh, scores a, all right though. Oh, this isn't is it? a terrible. Yeah, day. I can't believe. That's it. a double whammy. You put any money on? It's equivalent as well, is it? Is that like the your drop the the Liverpool score? No, I'm just saying. I'm gutted. Gutted. Wow. This is the times we live in. This is the times we live in. Okay, right. So, yeah, 70% of the people drop out of church when they get to university and or higher education, which is a shocking number. I, so, And the reason for this is because they get to school and they get hammered with 
secular teaching. They give you like, um, take for instance, evolution, cosmology. They give you all these things and they give them in a more or less atheistic worldview where they only tell you what it's like in a blind natural universe. That's what we want to fight. We want to give you the filter so that you can hear what they're saying and you can put it through a, a God-minded filter. Okay, so that's one, shaping culture. If, every, if the education changes, people change, the culture changes, and people talk different, and we have a favourable Christian culture that um, it doesn't look so badly upon Christianity. But don't forget, but before we move on, yeah. that part of the culture is also the information that we receive from outside sources, other from you know the educational system. So, for instance, uh, we're talking media, films, yeah, newspapers, things like that. Because yeah, so most of the, I mean, for instance, the BBC is, is very highly secular, and yeah. that's what we. T- I mean, I know you ain't got a TV license, but no, the majority. Say, you, you brought up the TV again. I, I don't. So, yeah, any pop reference is going to go overhead. I haven't got a TV license. Okay, okay, that's cool. Don't Just worry. Don't do it again. I won't bring it up. Don't right. worry. It's I'm, I'm not going to put you out like this. Um, but anyway, so the the media, films, newspapers. There's always that air to the culture, and you only ever hear the gospel in the milieu of of, uh, of the culture as it is. That's right, you don't hear in isolation. No, you don't. Um, and I've got an interesting quote here. Yeah, I've got yes. another one. From, uh, yeah. I think this is J. Gresham Macon. I think he's German, so I think it's Macon. Macon. Um, so anyway, here's his quote. False... Macon I- quotes, is he? Oh, <laughs> I know that. Yes! He's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Boom! Tip your waitress. Bosh. Stop saying bosh. Yep, so false ideas are the greatest obstacles to the reception of the gospel. We may preach with all the fervour of a reformer, don't get excited, J-Duck, and yet succeed only in winning a straggler here and there. If we permit the whole collective thought of the nation to be controlled by ideas which prevent Christianity from being regarded as anything more than a harmless delusion. Right, well, first of all, I love that you took the opportunity to murk off our friend Jonathan Dirk. I didn't murk him off. For his, <laughs> for his reformed theology. That's not what which, by the way, in the uh, podcast, reformed theology and the alike and the competing I- ideas are something we're going to talk about. If you don't know what that means, good. This podcast for you. You can wait. <laughs> so, that's right. Newspaper, television, another thing that shapes our culture, another thing that can be affected if, you've got, if we've got Christians working in media and films uh, and general media... That Brilliant. are Christian, yeah. That was hard. That, yeah, it. that are uh, Christian-centered and ha- understand that the culture can be affected, and they can talk about things in a God-centered way. That would be good. Okay. So, so that's shaping culture. Second point: strengthening believers. Yeah, people often forget that um, we as Christians also benefit from apologetics. It's not just for the non-believer; it's also for the believer too. Mm-hmm. If you have this uh, understanding of apologetics, you have an extra level to your faith that um, you don't have without it. It's often the difference between uh, emotional and an intellectual strength in your convictions. Yeah, exactly. Um, a good example of this in history, uh, Charles Darwin, um, he went, went before you went off oh, in the... Oh, hang uh, on, hang on. I knew this was going to come up. I figured you'd talk about Charles Darwin because he's a top bloke. Was. Well, well. Sorry. No. Um, but anyway, I've got a genuine quote from the man himself, from Charles Darwin. You got a quote from Charles Darwin? Yeah, not, not a written one. You got an audio? Yes, I have. You are the sound it's from It's from a film. So just, uh, just uh, bear with me while I cue this. No, no, hear me out. Wait while I cue this bad boy up. Journal of Charles Darwin, day 93 aboard the Beagle. I have today discovered a new kind of barnacle which I have categorized in the order of Pygophora. I'll never get a girlfriend. I am so unhappy. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's Charles Darwin. Oh, I think it is, mate. 
I, that sounded like the guy from Doctor was it uh, Doctor Who uh, Cl- David Tennant I suppose it did a bit yeah no I think it might be I think is that is that from that film I think it is from the film the the was it Pirates of uh, Pirates Adventure with Scientists uh, yeah oh, I yeah. think you've ripped it from a film yeah that, yeah that is that's, yeah. it's not a, it's not is real. that not the verbatim is it that's not Dave, that's not a genuine quote no, no Darwin never said those things that's a shame no have you read his books because I have actually read his book. I've actually got letters for, from Charles Darwin in my uh, in my book, and he never Evolution of Theory in Christ. He never once mentioned that he was lonely and he didn't have a girlfriend. He actually had a wife. Uh, so well, yeah, that's a shame. That's a crime shame, man. Yeah, it's not real. Well, never mind. I'm surprised you fell for it. No, no, we'll move that's on. That's a claymation. Uh, yeah, film. it is. Yeah, it is. Now I think about it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My bad. You. I don't think you having the soundboard is actually going forward going to be the. Uh, well, I mean, it's a funny story. So okay. I tell you what, you can have it for a bit more. We'll be having it for a bit longer. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But you've got to stop. I mean, because you can't keep like attributing full on like Charles Darwin and then playing it. One I mean, time. One you, time. You had one to. Time. You had to get the source for that. You, you, so you would have known beforehand that that was that was. No, I just from... remembered hearing it one time, yeah. and I just, I just, I just googled yeah. it because I mm-hmm. remember him saying it. I think you try to make it look stupid over the podcast. I don't think so. <laughs> Did it work? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, listen. Right. Charles Darwin. Right. Um, he was a uh, person who he was he was a Christian um, and he believed in a young earth creation by which I mean a very young earth 6,000 years old that um, sprung into existence without any prior causes he believed in this um, and he eventually renounced the faith not his, his belief in a god but his belief in the Christian faith because his daughter died so that's oh, what? Uh, yeah, his daughter so died. His daughter died. So after I've done you're, that yeah, stupid so clip so you're screaming slap for my slapping joke daughter died oh my goodness I'm so sorry yeah, that's right. I thought they'd be funny you should have waited oh, you've killed oh, you no. should have waited me to I look alright you look your problem oh. you should have waited me to finish my yeah. uh, thing and yeah. see, you put in with a little scrape from a film made of clay so uh, yeah daughter died um, and he, he basically his faith just plummeted he lost all his faith he couldn't see how a god could allow such evil in the world also from his observations and evolution he couldn't understand how god could allow such animal suffering in the world this conflict of not understanding how god could be good and how god could allow suffering um he did address in a in a way because he was a theologian before he became a scientist but at the time there wasn't really a sufficient answer to understand god's providence so that's his ordering of the world and what he can allow with his understanding of uh, evil and free choice and things of this nature so basically he had the conflict of the two he never came up with an answer in fact he didn't even try to find one if you read the letters that he's written to his wife in the book uh, called an evolution a theory and crisis he basically can't it's an emotional driven thing he can't square off his feelings with his intellect and the problem is, of course, with this is that should your emotions get kicked out from under you because of a tragic event, your intellect is that barrier, it's that wall that tells you that no, I know this makes sense. I know that even though God's done evil, he may have a reason for this, or and we'll get into the finer points um, of God's al- allowing suffering in the world later on another podcast. And that's one of many interesting questions. Why does God allow such suffering in the world? Why does God allow the culture to be shaped this way? You know, do you know what this has actually come up in my sessions with the youth oh, yeah. even teenagers not to say even teenagers if they're just teenagers they're obviously yeah. very intelligent yeah, people kids. Yeah, you mean. but you know even the, even our youth are asking mm. these questions they're saying, why does Good. God allow suffering and I had to well if I'm being honest I took the opportunity to uh, to plug the old podcast 
Did you? I did indeed. It's already yeah. plugged. Yeah, is yeah, it? yeah, it's been plugged several nice. times. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Ethan's got a plug. Thing Give him now. a card. Every time you? I do it, he's like plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Every time. Thanks, Ethan. Keep plugging it, man. Uh, well, great. So yeah, I'm glad that youth are asking these questions. I tend to find, I'll be honest with you, in my life, uh, at least short time as a Christian, that a lot of Christians actually don't bother answering these questions. And when they're confronted with these questions, they're like, ah, I've got an answer. God is good. God has a plan. That's usually what shoots out the mouth. And and like that, and I'll be honest with you, if you're a non-believer, like I was for a long time. It's not helpful. It doesn't do anything. You just you just like well, you've copped out the answer. Yeah, okay, so I'd be like, oh well, the Bible says like yeah, but I don't believe in the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a cir- this is a circular argument. You've uh, you've said that the Bible's true because the Bible says it's true, and the Bible says that God says He's got a plan. So that's that. Uh, <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, bosh. That, that doesn't help. So, b- Bosh, do you say Bosh again? I, I might have. I just noticed at the end of that you said but the, uh, that's that's f- three to four times you said Bosh. It might be five. I think we need to. I think we need to call an end to the Bosch game. Actually, you don't have the Bosch. Yeah, I think we're going to get a, a stop here on the old Bosch stop. Brilliant. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Everyone, all aboard the double decker Bosch stop. We're getting. Uh, we're getting off this thing. Yeah. All right. It's okay. a Boschman's holiday. Yeah. All right. So I think that's probably a good point to uh, just make a quick summary of what we've discussed so uh-huh. far in the podcast. So we started out with shaping culture. We discussed how the education is secular and how uh, when uh, children and young people are uh, at school and things like that, in colleges, universities, they get smashed with uh, uh, an assault on their Christian beliefs. We then moved on to the media, to films and newspapers and how they shape the culture and the message that gets sent out to the masses. Uh, We then moved on to strengthening believers. We talked about an emotional versus an intellectual strength in your convictions. Uh, We talked about um, Charles Darwin's tragedy and we talked about the questions that arose from that tragedy that he Mm -hmm. went through. And then uh, also one thing that I wanted to add in terms of evangelism, uh, we talked about an intellectual barrier that you can raise for yourself but it's also worth considering that there's an intellectual barrier that other people raise mm. against what you're saying. So, for instance, um, some people don't believe that Christianity is, is congruent with science. Um, if you're able to break that down, talk about how Christianity works with science in order to provide answers for life's big questions, mm. you can really get them ready and receptive of the gospel and really get that a chance to evangelize. You break down that preconception yeah. they have that you're wrong. Yeah, so there you go. So just a quick summary. We've got shaping culture. Bosh. We, yeah, we got we got a strengthening believer. Bosh. And we've got evangelism. Bosh. That's it. <laughs>